Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. Uh, I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I want to give you guys additional content because we had some errors uh, in this recording in particular, but we will talk about the streams uh, here momentarily. It's a little bit of a longer episode, so we went into overtime. Uh, Jacob the White Knight is on. Uh, on the court as well as LT the Sage running the wing and like I said we had some issues but there should be some clarity on the episode in particular we kind of jump into uh, the Kyrie news so we didn't get into in depth with it but I will say this before the episode gets the official episode goes on is that uh, Kyrie Irvin is already looking good coming back here Um, the game is still going on but it is good to see him for those fantasy owners that were patient with him uh, you know, you f- you feel good about it. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns keeps getting hit with the questionable tag. There's no need to talk further on that. Uh, Marvin Bagley is expected to play Monday. Uh, Drew Holiday is questionable Monday. And it looks like Rashawn Holmes on Holmes, as LT would say, he's going to miss two to three weeks. So we can kind of look at, who was it? <laughs> Deadman walking Dwayne Deadman. He could potentially get some time. If I think we talked about Pascal Siakam starting Sunday, so that's beautiful news and uh yeah like i said we're, we talk about Kyrie and who uh the the value is going to affect so with that being said i'm ready to take people on for a ride and let's go ahead and start this episode i don't think they're gonna make the playoffs and if it's certain that they aren't gonna make the playoffs towards the end he's definitely going to face some load management and they might even and they might even just sit him out so uh i would definitely buy or I would definitely, uh, I would definitely sell him here after this game. Uh, and as far as Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie goes, um, I would hold hold on to him and try to buy him low. Actually, here with this news, because if Kyrie does get some load management, or if he does get shut down soon, or if he just doesn't look right, then uh, then you'll have a steal if you can pry him away uh, on a buy low offer. Um, So next, uh, we're going to talk about Pascal Siakam. Uh, All of you owners out there, he is questionable, officially questionable for Sunday's game versus the Spurs. Uh, As of right now, there is no update whether or not he will play. Uh, But even if he doesn't play, this is amazing news because he is right on the cusp um, of coming back and there was no clear return table when he initially went down. So this is huge news. Uh, this is great news. So, uh, I'm going to pass the rock to you there, Starks. Um, who do you see this, who do you see this affecting on the Raptors team here? Okay. I had some technical difficulties. Did you, was that Pascal Siakam we were talking about here? Yes, yes. Uh, he he uh, is questionable to return today. Oh, wow. So you're basically asking who is it going to impact probably the most on the team in particular? Yes. Okay, so, man, this is an interesting one. Uh, so, in a sense, it's going to be collectively all the, all the players. Now, the players that come into mind that was getting some of the, I wouldn't say the hype, What's the player that I want to talk about? It's like, let me actually pull up some pieces of information because I was having some hard time. So one of the people that is going to take, like I said, I think it's the starting lineup in particular, Mm -hmm. uh, is going to take the biggest hit because in a sense, when they left, the usage rate was passed all around. 
we we can accept. I mean, Patrick McCall, he's not that he doesn't play that position. Right. His his minutes, you can almost essentially think that may take a, a minor hit. Uh, we can also think on the hills of uh, what's his name, the, the Thad Young, Thaddeus Young, uh, is going to take a, a hit as well too. Actually, I'm sorry, not Thaddeus Young. My my mistake. Abak is going to take a hit. Right. He's probably he's going to be the biggest one that's going to take a hit. Uh, RHJ, which is Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Uh, and then, you know, one of the guys that I always wanted to hope that he gets some type of playtime is Bobby Boucher, Chris right. Boucher. Um, he would be another player, although they keep playing around with his minutes. But I think the person that takes the biggest hit has got to be Abaka. You know, what's your thoughts there, uh, Jacob? I agree with you, brother. Um, I think Ibaka does enough to stay within the top 100 to top 150 range, but he's definitely but he's definitely going to, to take a hit just because Siakam is a usage monster and the Raptors need him. So uh, this is this uh, this is terrible news for your boy Boucher. Uh, he can probably be dropped in redraft leagues for sure. Um, but other than that, I mean, this is just great. This is just great for the league. It's great for all of you Siakam owners. So I'm really excited and hope he does return today. Um, and if he doesn't, he'll definitely return sometime this week, it's looking like. Um, so next up on the news, uh, we got that D'Angelo Russell. Uh, he is listed as probable for Sunday's game. Um, he's So he has been... He has been on the sidelines here for what seems forever, just because he keeps missing games. He keeps coming back. He keeps uh, he keeps going out, just because. To me, it seems like the Warriors are just playing for next year. Um, so, saying that, Starks, I'm going to fast pass the ball there to you. Do you, if you are an Alec Burks owner or a Damian Lee owner? Do you panic or do you be like, hmm, I'm going to see what's what's going to happen if he's really going to stay? Like, do you hold those guys or do you do you safely drop them or see what happens? What do you think? I think with Golden State situation, I would do the best I can to kind of play it safe. Well, I, it get it go again, it goes by what your team makeup is and how like how many wins and losses you have. Mm-hmm. Because I would do the best I can to kind of like a wait and see approach because there's players that either like, we, you know, we could talk about Spellman, we could talk yeah. about Damian Lee, you know, we could talk about Eric Pascal, like some of these play, play, players do well, Damian, you know, Damian Lee, like they do well and then they kind of disappear and then they come back and do well. Right. So we, we're trying to figure out who is going to be the most consistent person. And it's like, you don't have time to be patient. So if you're in a, the standings that you're lower on, then I understand to to make to make the moves when you have to. But if you have mm-hmm. the patience with your team, I'd wait to see on that situation, man. Absolutely, brother. I agree. Uh, I would definitely, if you are a Burks owner uh, or a Lee owner or any other warrior, hold on to them and see what happens. If this is just like a one game, I'm sure he's going. He's not going to play those back to back games. So yeah, yeah, I would. I would definitely. I, I would definitely just hold. You know, like this. Um, so next here on the news is Carl Anthony Towns. He missed yet another game uh, with his knee issue. Uh, he was also sick. I mean, 
I am just still so frustrated at the situation being a town's owner myself. And with all of you listeners out there, I'm sure you're just as equally frustrated and being like, ah, what should I do? Do I sell him low? Do you know, like what's going on? Uh, so with that news, uh, what are your thoughts here on him Starks? I'm panicking, man. I'm sorry. You know, this is, this is rough. Uh, you know, I've mentioned in the last few episodes, it's not even right. And, and it's and what I'm saying. It's not even right because reporters keep giving him the questionable tag. Like, yeah. stop, stop. You know, and I, the thing is, it's not me complaining, but I think it's more of like, let's be honest. If when you're questionable, that means there's a good chance you're playing. He's been hit with this questionable tag mm-hmm. quite some time. It seems like the last couple of weeks, if he's going to be deemed out for a while, let it let it be known. Stop letting you know the the nba people fans you know be fair to the fans yeah. be fair to you know people that play fantasy also so that's what i look at now the the concern is i don't know when he's going to come back you can just keep slapping this questionable tag uh if there was a question by one of the listeners i think he had mentioned i think he was in a points league he was like you know starks do I, would you trade carl anthony towns for either drummond or lebron or would you just hold off on on, on towns and typically i'm like hold on to towns in this situation Right. To be honest with you, I'm going to probably trade him away, you know, yeah. because I, especially if you're desperate and you need because mm-hmm. you don't want to have that, that empty zero egg stat on your bench. You need those stats to get mm-hmm. wins, right. Drummond's going to give you those stats. LeBron's going to give you those stats. You know, that's where I'm looking at. So, yeah, if you're able to pull that trade off. Yeah. But if you're in a dynasty format, it's a little bit different. Right. Uh, if, if you're building the long term. Right. You're going to hold on to him. But if you're trying to win this year. Uh, it's tough, man. I I would potentially pull the trigger if you're in a win now type of situation in Dynasty League. I couldn't agree with you more, Starks. I can't add any more to that. That's exactly what I was thinking, and that's gold there, brother. Um, so last last piece of news here. We got Clint Capella. He has been enjoying an amazing season, but he can't seem to shake this heel issue. Uh, he was actually out. Uh, he was out on Saturday. Um, and if you guys follow me on Twitter, uh, I was able to tweet that right after the news came out. And I said that you guys need to stream Isaiah Hartenstein and Ben McLemore because, uh, Daniel house junior got benched. So, um, Hartenstein, he went on to have a monster game, uh, eight for nine, 17 points, 15 rebounds, one assist, two steals, five blocks, you know, like I had to catch my breath there, man. He did it all. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So Starks, if you are a Capella owner, either in a dynasty league and or a redraft league, are you are you spending some major fab on Hartenstein just in case Capella can't get over it? Do you see this as a serious issue for for Capella? What do you think? Ooh, I'm by. I was biting at the bit at this. Like, as soon as you tweet, when you tweeted that out, I was on the same page as you, brother. Good tweet because I've been banging on the Hartenstein uh-huh. train for quite some time. He's the guy that will produce if Clint Capella is not playing right. And mm-hmm. in a dynasty format, I was like, you know, in a deeper format, I'm all about getting him. And actually, I have him in a in a twenty man league that we're in. Nice, uh, Jekyll. I got him real cheap because it's like it's. I'll say this: it's hard for a player to get the potential playing time, right? We can think mm-hmm. about, like, we, you know, I beat the drums on Bobby Boucher, which is Chris Bouchard, uh, Boucher. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard if he's going to get in or not. I get it. And Hartenstein is almost, in a sense, it's going to be hard for him to get in. But this Clint Capella news, I'm going to be honest with you, and in the dynasty format, 
if if you have Clint Capella, I'm not a component, uh, a player that is all about handcuffing players because in fantasy basketball, it's a little different than fantasy sure. football. If you guys are familiar with that terminology, handcuffing right. players, but I'm a, I'm gonna be all about handcuffing certain. There's only certain individuals I'll handcuff. As far as a Clint Capella owner, I would handcuff the mess out of him with Hartenstein. Yep. Now Hart uh, Hartenstein in a dynasty, he is a dynasty darling in, in yep. my in my logic and aspect. Um, Clint Capella is still young, uh, but this little issue that he's been having this lingering issue for quite some time. So that's something you got to think about. Um, now, how much fab could I put down on him in a dynasty format? I think it's warranted to get, Ooh, I, it's going to go by how deep your league is, but mm-hmm. I say I would be okay putting 12% down. Nice. What's your thoughts? Nice. I agree with you, brother. I'm actually in this boat in a dynasty league where I had Capella, they were saying how he had to leave the game early on Wednesday. And uh, and so I was able to pick up Hartenstein on the cheap just because it wasn't said that he was going to be ruled out for Saturday. But the Rockets think that they rushed him, which to me is code for we're going to rest this man probably a few games just to see if he can, you know, like if he can get right. So Hartenstein becomes a must own. And like you said, yeah. I'm okay with handcuffing him, even though that's not super popular in fantasy basketball. But this is this is a very interesting situation where Hartenstein has the ability to win you your league if you just add him and see, you know, like. So he is a huge add for me as well. And I and right now, after that huge game, I wouldn't be a afraid to put down like 10 to 12 percent um of your fab just like you said you know like just to see what happens because you don't want to miss out on him just because you're like ah Capella's probably going to come back well you know like you have to take some chances if you want to win the ship right yeah and let me steal the ball from you real quick on top mm-hmm. of that that was great breakdown jacob now yeah. i'll say it like this too if we and it's hard it's hard to gauge especially in the dynasty format what's going to happen in the future. Um, but one thing I want to mention is like, if we knew Capella was going to be out in extended a period of time, you know, I'm sure me and Jacob can agree to this. We would put like 30% maybe down yes. to pick him up. Right. Yes. So it's just like, we're kind of, we're, we're kind of taking a stab, like, you know, taking a shot in the dark because typically you might want to put like a couple of dollars of fab down, but you got to be just a little bit more ahead of the curve and maybe just be a little aggressive. That's why I was like, you know, maybe we're kind of like me and Jacob was the same 10 to 12 percent uh, mm-hmm. just to see what happens. So, yeah, if we knew he was going to be out in, ex- you know, ex- extended time, like 30 percent. Now, if we knew he was out the rest of the season, then Ooh. you might you might even have to be a little bit more more bolder. But oh, I'll yeah. just leave it at that. I'll pass you back the ball there, Jacob. A hundred percent, brother. We're in complete agreement on this um so with that that concludes all of the recent news um that's all the recent news that we have for you guys today so uh, i'm going to pass uh that is the end of the first quarter uh with that i'm going to pass the rock back to you there starks man all right so unfortunately we're not going to have the second quarter because i meant to mention uh the sage he has some issues here he had to Mm -hmm. go to the locker room and uh fix an alley so he's not going to be able to finish this episode (laughs) with us so Hopefully uh, he'll be back tomorrow. So apologize to you guys. He pulled uh, an Anthony Davis on us. He, he sure did, man. As soon as we were asking him a juicy question, 
that I want we wanted to hear. Unfortunately, he had to take the time off. So he'll be All back right. next episode. So uh, we'll go ahead and skip into the third quarter. And uh, what this is going to be about is obviously since we're talking about the streams of waiver wires, I think it's important to go ahead and jump right into it. So Jacob, um, mm-hmm. I know you put the blog and article out that you always do for us every mm-hmm. week on newlifefantasy.com. He, he gives you guys the, the awesome breakdown of, you know, the back-to-back games that you can consider for the week. Uh, is this week 13 we're going into, Jacob? Is that right? Week 13, brother. That's right. Right. This this is the time when you, you can't be messing around, man. You got to eke mm-hmm. out those wins. Um, if you have a, a player that you can stream or, you know, get rid of, you, you got to do it, man, especially if you're trying yeah. to eke out those wins. So um, for your top five uh, for the week, Jacob, did you want to inform the listeners who you had there and maybe expand on a few of those? Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the first guy I have ranked up, it might come as a bit of a surprise, but I really like. I, oh, is he back? LT Anthony Davis. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, sir. All right. All right. I'm, I, hopefully I don't get uh, cut off again, man. Hopefully I fixed it. I don't I don't know. We'll see. All right. You're good. Go ahead, Jacob. Well, uh, before I get to that, do we want to okay. pass it back yeah. to the second quarter? Yeah, if we can go to the second quarter real quick, LT, did, did you have some uh, trade rumors uh, or a rumor for us at all? I definitely did, actually. There's a couple of trade rumors going on in Detroit. I don't know if in the recent news White Knight touched on it or not, but uh, <laughs> Detroit, uh, the Knicks are coming out as Big buyers for Drummond right now. And originally it was starting off as rumors, but now it's uh, reports are coming out that it's actually progressing. I wanted oh. to get an idea of you guys to thinking about a trade uh, from I, I don't I didn't see anything specific about who from the Knicks is going over to uh, Detroit. Um, but I wanted to see if you guys had any uh, ideas on Drummond going over to probably RG Barrett, RJ Barrett and mm-hmm. uh, being over there on the Knicks side. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll steal the ball real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the potential of him going to the Knicks, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't want. I don't want to. I was ready to say, well, you, if you have Andre Drum, you better sell him before this happens. But um, <laughs> if you're a Mitch Robinson, I'll say this: if you're a Mitch Robinson owner, I would be concerned. Yeah. Right. Unless. Unless he's the moving piece that could go to Detroit, if Oof. that trade was to really happen. Right. Uh, uh. But as far as far as Andre Drummond's value is concerned, which uh. we should all be concerned about, you would think he would be fine, right? But since you're going to the Knicks, ah, I would be a little concerned. And I'm just <laughs> we're recording while you know information is going up. You know, Michael from New Life Fantasy did uh, post a fantasy baseball article that you guys should check out. But I'll Drummond. Say. Oh, I, I, I'm concerned. I mean, he should be he should be fine, but that doesn't sure. necessarily he will be. Uh, but I'll pass you the ball, Jake. What's your thoughts, man? You know, as a Drummond owner uh, in one of my points leagues, I actually wouldn't mind this move. And okay. you said something really interesting. If Mitch Robinson gets traded to the Pistons, maybe he gets more minutes, you know, just for a. Oh, he uh, will. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it might be a win-win for everyone since Fizdale is out. You know, like Drummond should get all the work that he can handle. Uh, what's weird, the first thing I thought of is, Nick's. why are you going after another power forward center? <laughs> like, you already have all, the, all you need is Todd Gibson, right? <laughs> Todd Gibson, he better be moving. Oh, man, he better <laughs> right. But... 
I actually like it. If that happens, I would like it. I would like it uh, for most likely all players involved, whoever gets moved, because the Pistons would probably have to move a few more um, to get Drummond as well as Mitchell Robinson. But that would be huge. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited for it. At first, I'm like, Nick, what are you doing? But actually, you know, like this is interesting to me. This is juicy. Uh, what do you think there, LT? Wow. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I told you that the Pistons may be, this may be the end of that, that just who they have right yeah. there. And there's yeah. even more, and we'll get into it a little bit more in the next, next set here, but it, it seems like there's a, there's a, there's a couple other players they're looking to trade off as well. So, um, <laughs> Drummond, Drummond to me, uh, can produce in any atmosphere. That's just to me because of his game. Okay. Sure. I don't, I don't, I don't see him as a, um, like it, he'll go to the Knicks. And he'll start, he'll stop rebounding. Right. I, I just think that, that that's just part of his game. Um, but the issue I have with him going to the Knicks is that who, who's, who's passing him the rock. Is it who, who, who's getting him those easy dunks, those easy scores. Is it, um, uh, Alfred. What's his, uh, Alfred Payton. Ah, uh, I mean, is it, DS, is, is it DSJ? Uh, does he, it's you know, Frank Nilakina, right? It's Frank Nilakina, right? He's playing the two. Like, what? Is, I don't, I don't know. So, uh, I just, I don't. Uh, I mean, the Pistons had Derrick Rose. I know I'm, I'm a proponent for being, uh, you know, one sided <laughs> in that, but he's a, he's a veteran. He knows how to get the ball to the big men. Sure. So I, I, I just. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out if that's what happens. But it looks like it, those those are trade rumors are heating up. Um, the second one is from the same team, and that is uh, Luke Kennard. Luke, I am your father, Kennard, and Langston Hughes. I mean Galloway. He he is at they they both the Sixers are looking for b- potential trades uh, to go and get these two guys from the Pistons. Um, there's There's been some reports of Ben Simmons being shopped around. I, I don't believe those what? reports. Really? Yeah, there's been reports. I, I don't, I don't, you know, those, re- when I was reading the, reading these rumors, I don't, I don't believe them. I, I think Ben, it makes no sense for them to trade Ben Simmons, to be honest. But this looks like it has some steam. Sixers are looking for some assistance in their bench uh, for the playoff run. So we have Luke Kennard and Lacey Galloway. What do you guys think about a the Pistons just siphoning off all all of their all of their players, and then and then uh, the Sixers? Do you think this is a good fit for the Sixers and their fantasy value? What you think, Jacob? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll steal the ball here. I, uh, I think this is a great move by the Pistons. Just completely start over and rid yourself of that terrible Blake Griffin trade that you made. I mean, like hindsight is twenty twenty, but he was already almost thirty, and you were just grasping at straws there. And you know, he was hurt within like the first few minutes of the uh, of the playoff game last year. So, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like it even worked out. So just rid yourself of everyone. Just start over. Um, I don't know why you would trade Kennard, though. He's one of your younger pieces that you could build around. Uh, That's interesting to me why you would want to trade him. Uh, Perhaps they want to sell high. They don't believe in him uh, as a future piece. I don't know. But um, it's it's a good move to start over. I wouldn't trade Kennard if I was them, but I do like them trading Drummond. You know, he's about 27, 28 years old, mm-hmm. uh, and they want it to start over. So why not get as much pieces as you can if you can get that Mitra? But um, and then LT, did you say that they're trying to make a trade to the Sixers, or you want, or is that separate? 
No, yeah, Sixers, Sixers, Sixers have expressed interest, uh, basically to their front, uh, to the Detroit's front office for both Luke Kennard and Langston Galloway. So I don't think the Pistons are selling those guys. Okay. I think the Sixers have per, uh, have uh, put some some things, some deals on the table to the Pistons, saying, "Hey, we you know we we want these two guys, one of these two guys um, on our team. Let's make it happen." Well, they should definitely they should. They should definitely be interested in anyone who can offer a scoring punch because like Galloway this year has been solid for threes and the Sixers need some threes because Simmons is isn't going to do it for sure. So um, so it's a solid move by the Sixers. I don't know who they would trade. They're definitely not getting rid of Tybal. Um, they would probably trade Zaire Smith, you know, Um mm. Uh, wow, that's a you good. know, a once a once promising rookie. It's like, you know, like the Pistons want all the upside that they can get. You know, I can see them wanting that uh, wanting uh, Zaire there. So uh, I think it'd be a solid move for everyone. Uh, so I'm going to pass the rock to you there, Starks. What do you think? That was gold, man. Um, you pretty yep. much touched up on everything that I needed to say. One, one thing I will say, just like you already mentioned, is Sixers need a bench, a bench mob, right? There's nobody yeah. coming off that bench that's strong other than Matisse Thibel. And then we mm. got to also, well, you could talk about Korkamas too, potentially. Sure. But you got to also think about, like, MB just got hurt too. So it's like, he's going to be yeah. out a week or two. So it's like, who is going to step up from the bench? So no, you touched up on everything. They need more of a bench. Um, mm-hmm. I'll pass you back the ball there, LT. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's exactly how I feel. This is good for for Philly. And I think if they can get the right pieces, it's good for the Pistons, like you said, White. Now you said it perfectly. They they have to retool, rebuild. I would love it if they can keep Luke. Luke, I am your father, because I, I feel like he's a good yeah. piece. He's been playing great for you. You yes. want to keep him. He, I think he's a good piece to keep going. So that's all I have. I mean, there's a – I guess I'll touch on one another one real quick. Um, Danilo, uh, Celtics – uh, have monitored Danilo Gallinari. Oh, interesting. Um, so that kind of mm. caught my eye here at the last second here. Um, mm. uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and just take the rock so we can move right on to the next segment. Um, okay. the, I, I like it. I, I, I like that move. Now I don't know what the Celtics give up. Is uh, maybe just uh, you know trade uh, trade pieces. Maybe it's um, you know yeah exactly like a draft pieces. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Um, cause that would really be a good move for the Celtics. Uh, Celtics, they think maybe they can actually do something this year. So that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, if you guys have any um, thoughts on that, you can, uh, let, let, uh, you know, say it now. No, I mean, I would, uh, I would really like if, uh, if the Celtics were to trade away Langford to, to, uh, it's the thunder, right? Mm-hmm. I apologize. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like Langford needs a fresh start. He's not getting any minutes, and he was he was the he was the Celtics' highest draft pick. Yet he's not playing mm. any minutes. Everyone, um, everyone behind him is playing a lot more minutes than him. You know, uh, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards. Uh, so I think Langford, as young as he is, he needs a new scenery. And for the rebuilding Thunder, that would be a solid move for him. Even though that's not even the guy in question, uh, Gallo to the Celtics. Uh, I think it, I think it'd be a Mm, somewhat of a decrease of for his value since he's going to a more stacked team. What do you think there, Starks? Uh, no, I was just going to say, okay, see, if you can get rid of Gallo, you better do it. I mean, listen, <laughs> yeah. OKC, OKC is playing over their heads right now. Right. right? So, you know, they, they can showcase those, those older vets. And, of course, it feels good to win, but let's just think about the realistic long term. 
this is not a recipe to get you a championship OKC. So you might as well go ahead and go full rebuild mode. And if you're able to trade him away, especially to Boston, see if you can get some, maybe some a pick and maybe some younger talent behind yeah. it. So, you know, that's where I stand. So everything else, that's that's all I got. Anything else, LT? Nah, that's it, man. Y'all said it beautifully. I say the same thing. This will hurt his fantasy value, by the way, because I will. would imagine, imagine he's off the bench at that point. So, right. um, but yeah, that's all I got. Back over to you, Starks. Okay. Well, I mean, would he, I guess he could come off the bench, but he could potentially start too. So I guess it would be a weird, well, maybe could he start? Oh, so sure. we got, uh, we got Theus at so center. Could, we could just move him, right? No, <laughs> we can't do that. Love no, we can't. His 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 at his at basket percentage defensively is one, top five in the league. Just a quick nugget for you guys. Thanks. Nice, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. So you're you're right. So him coming off the bench, I think. I mean, it'll be he'll lose some value, but he'll still be pretty solid. But uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and move on. Um, so go ahead into the top streamers there, Jacob. Uh, before LT came. Back out of the locker room, Anthony Davis style, ready to come out hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, who, who's your top? Who's the top five players that you have for the week for streamers, man? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. So to start the third quarter up, uh, we're going to go with my number one streamer. And speaking of Daniel Theus, he's my number one streamer. Uh, and that might be a little bit surprising to you, but he's one of the few players that has four games this week. That's one. Um, there's not a ton of teams that play four times, um, and he. He has been quietly putting up top top numbers. As far as big men go, I value blocks a lot just because yeah, yeah, yeah. There there are few and far between players who can actually get you consistent blocks. And if you look at Theus's last, oh my goodness, last uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games, he has at least one block. And in six and in six of those games, he has two blocks. So, and he's consistently playing around 20 to 24 minutes a game, uh, which is all he needs to get you a block. Even if, even if he only gets you like 15 to 20 minutes, you are in great position to get low, you know, low in points, low in rebounds and blocks, which is key, which is a very rare stat. Um, He's even knocked in a few threes, which is probably not, which which is not something to get used to. But he's definitely as safe as they come as far as streamers this week playing four times. Next up on my list is Duncan Robinson. He's been uh, he didn't make my list last week because he was he was he was he was too owned uh, in one of the platforms. But now uh, he's had a few dud games, but even in his dud games, he gets three threes. It's just that he doesn't provide any of, of the stock stats with it when he has those dud games, but he's doing exactly what you need. He's getting you threes and he's getting you threes at a high clip, uh, which is huge uh, for a Miami heat team. Uh, that is super high in the standings uh, in the Eastern Conference. Uh, and one little nugget about Duncan Robinson is that uh, he actually only plays three games this week, but he does play on Sunday. And on Sunday, there's only two games that week, or there's only two games that day, which is really weird. Um, but all of the teams that play, you know, so there's two games, so there's four teams that play. All those teams play on Monday the next week into week 14. So you can parlay him into um, 
into week 14 as well. So he's actually really valuable for me as far as this week and next week. Um, and then third up on my list is Maxi Kleber. Uh, I've, I've been beating the drum on him as an ad ever since Porzingis went down and there's no clear, uh, and there's no clear timetable as to when he'll return. Uh, I would absolutely add Powell to this list, but he's way too owned, uh, in all, all platforms. So Kleber has been playing solid and he actually started last night. Uh, I think they'll, uh, They'll go back and forth whether he starts or he comes off the bench, but either way, he's gonna he's going to get big minutes and and he plays on Tuesday, which is a slow game day. Uh, at four is a recently uh, he was recently benched, and I talked about him earlier, Daniel House Jr. Uh, he was benched for Ben McLemore, but he but he actually had one of his better games off the bench uh, yesterday, where he recorded two threes for nine points. Seven boards, an assist, and a steal. Lately, before that, it's just been one three, you know, like for like three points, two rebounds. Like he's he's been struggling, and that's why he uh, he now qualifies for my list because he's been dropped a ton. So I would definitely look to pick him back up because he got 31 minutes last night uh, coming off the bench. So I think they're just experimenting, see if okay, let's just have you come off the bench. You'll still play the same amount of minutes, um, but. Let's just see if you work better with the second unit. And it worked for him yesterday. So I think uh, he makes a great streamer this week, despite only playing three games. But there's a ton of people only playing three games. Um, and then to round out my top five, this is a player who's made my list every week ever since uh, ever since Rodney Hood went down, uh, and that's Kent Bazemore. He plays four games this week, uh, which is huge because there's not a ton of people uh, that are playing four, uh, and his schedule, he's playing the Hornets. He's facing the Rockets, the Mavericks and Thunder. So either teams that he can easily beat or teams that they're going to need him to shoot the rock and to play some defense, you know, so he can easily beat the Hornets. He, he needs to play defense on the Rockets. He'll also get some more usage just because it's fast pace. Uh, and then Mavericks and Thunder round that out. So I really, I really like Baysmore this week uh, to get you some threes uh, and some low end across the board stats. Uh, so with that, those are my top five there, Starks. Solid, man. Thank you for the breakdown on that. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it, 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 you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's Daniel Tice, but again, it's going to be hooked on phonics for us. We, we call him thesis around here. Oh, the okay. so I, th- I think it does go by Daniel Tice, but either way, it doesn't matter. It's always going to be hooked on phonics. Um, but one of the, <laughs> Definitely, I, I thought that was good that you talked about Daniel. De, is it Danielle or is it Danielle House Jr.? Um, that would be another mm-hmm. hooked on Fox for me. But yeah. he has. I, I, I'm glad that you brought him up because, like you said, he has been kind of, you know, slowed down. But even if he comes off the bench, he played a little bit better. And since people, mm-hmm. a lot of people dropped him, like let's not forget what he was doing at the beginning of the season. So that's right. definitely a player that needs to be mentioned. Uh, one of the players I'm just going to touch up on real quick is. Matisse Thibel, uh, you have him at seven. And I think that mm-hmm. is a fair spot because it's like we know Embiid is out, I think, for about a week or two. Yeah. And, you know, Sixers, and just like what LT talked about in the trade corner there, the Sage corner, is that, you know, they need a bench, right? Mm-hmm. So although he's not probably going to be unleashed because he's just coming back from an injury himself, uh, Matisse, mm-hmm. but hopefully he'll provide you guys the stats that we were – New life. We essentially we all like him universally here. Uh, we mm-hmm. hope to see him get those hustle stats, the 
you know, the the Covington ish type stats with a three still in the block. Right. That's what we hope for from him in particular. That's why you pick him up. It's not going to score you a lot of points, but we can expect this type of uh, stats from him. It's funny to see LT's boy Royce the five nine on the list always, but he still gets the minutes uh, from Utah. So you got to deploy him under your disposal. Sure. Uh, and then uh, I'll pass you the ball. Actually, before I pass you the ball, one of the guys that stick out the most here, uh, I want to mention. I think you have him on seventeen here, Jacob. Is oh yeah. Let me go, also go on ISO here. It looks like Kyrie Irving is officially available to play today. Go. Uh, so that's good. Uh, but no, the guy I wanted to definitely talk about real quick is Jackson Hayes. A dynasty darling, and he had a really good game this past game. Yeah, he did. Uh, getting the start in the absence of uh, Derek favors. favors. So I'll be honest with you. We don't know how long Favors could be out. So this right. is another guy. Honestly, for me, he's more of a speculative bat. If you want to stream him, use him under your disposal. But this guy is legit. He's 20 the last game. Now, he's going to probably potentially torpedo your free throws percentage but you mm. got to deploy him and if you're in a points league you're going to love him regardless and be excited um lt i'll pass you the ball on anybody else on this list in particular man yeah so the specific person that i wanted to touch on i was just looking it up and uh anthony davis is out uh just got that that bruised lower back um oh. you and you have on here contavious caldwell pope Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Kuzma's obviously owned in a lot more leagues. So if you don't have your hands on Kuzma, Pope should get a little bit more run. Uh-huh. Um, also, uh, uh, just going forward with him, you know, trying to uh, get the extra offense going. Uh, so I like Paul Pope, uh, Pope Fiction here. And, uh, <laughs> it's not like, like you about to say Paul Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Paul a, Pierce, couple, was about to say a, couple, a couple of things that I, I went with. <laughs> Pulp fiction. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> my but number 20, the only curry that matters, Seth Curry. I told you right. about this guy. He has, he has <laughs> the only curry that matters. And uh um Sweet. he is what I like what I like to call a three guy. You bring him in, get you those threes. That's pretty much all he does. Yep. And he can have those hot games where he scores 20 plus points right. and really give you a good edge on your weekly matchup. So I love Seth Curry with Porzingis out. They need the extra offense. They've been rolling lately. Dallas, as I've been going through my rankings, they've been rolling. They've been playing really well. So just keep your eyes out for Seth Curry. And that's all I got. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's the, the only curry that matters. I don't think it's that's classic. Classic. <laughs> well, I used to all say right. that because so, it used to used ahead. to be he, I was gonna say he used to play for Portland. So because I was a Portland fan, I would <laughs> I, 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 I'll be telling hey Curry had a, I would tell my friends at work, I'd be like, Hey, Curry had a good game last night. They was like, which huh. no, he didn't play. Oh, the only curry that matters is Seth Curry, <laughs> man. <laughs> got him. They used to, you got him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's awesome. So um, as uh, Jacob actually, you know, he expands on the variety for the listeners out there. So he touched up on some point uh, leagues as well for those that are in no shallow points leagues. And if you play in deep point leagues, you know, kudos to you. But here's some available players. Um, I'll pass you the ball there, Jacob, if you want to elaborate on any of them that stick out to you for the streamers for the week in points leagues. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. For, uh, for these widely available uh Points League streamers, I always just like to go 50% or under on Yahoo. Uh, the the nine cat ones that I put out, it's everyone across the board, Yahoo, ESPN, and fan tracks under 50%. But with the Points League, you know, I just want to give you guys a flavor on, hey, if they are available, 
um, on your wire, go ahead, just because they're playing well and they have a good schedule. Um, and one person who showed up, uh, he's my number one and num and, uh, one of my top waiver wire ads is Chris Dunn. Uh, you know, oh, you guys know he was always a favorite of mine for steals, but, uh, you know, but since he's been racking up steals at such a huge rate, he no longer qualifies for my list for the nine cat just cause he's so valuable, um, for you guys. And if he's on your, and if he's somehow on your waiver wire, please go pick him up. Uh, but so he, kills it and steals. And he also adds a little bit of three pointers, points, rebounds, and assists. So he does a little bit of everything for you. Uh, so I really like him this week. He has, uh, he has a solid schedule, um, as well. He's just playing really well. He's getting huge minutes for a bulls team that needs his defense. Um, and then I already touched up on Baysmore. Fultz is playing really well, uh, as of late with the, uh, with the absence of Isaac, uh, he's actually for the, for the last week, uh, he showed up on my top 100 list. He's actually in the top 50 for this last week. He's been playing really well. Um, and if you have him in a points league, you know exactly what, what I'm talking about just because he's, uh, he's been just playing out of his mind. So perhaps the extra responsibility, uh, it really, woke him up just because he's been resting on his laurels. It seemed like before that he was a drop candidate just because he was just watching Isaac. He was watching Vooch, but now he's like, okay, I, I got to step up. Um, and then Christian Wood finally had that huge game that we've all been waiting for. Um, I don't know the exact stats, but I know he had somewhere in the teens of points and teens of rebounds uh, last game. So ride that wave. As long as the Pistons are depleted, uh, you have to ride whoever's healthy on that team, you know, uh, and Christian Woods getting a lot of minutes. Alex Len is playing well. Damian Lee is playing well. Um, it's funny about Damian Lee. I got a lot of questions being like rest of season, you know, he's on a two way contract. I don't think the Warriors will sign him, but I'm like, how can they not sign him? He's been playing yeah. so well. They'll do whatever it takes. And lo and behold, they were quick to drop uh, Marquise Chris. They're like, get out of here, Chris. You know, <laughs> you know that he's awful. Um, so thankfully, he he didn't miss any games due to the contract dispute or whatever. Um, and they're actually working on a multi-year deal. So he's definitely one of my waiver wire dandies just because he's been a waiver wire dandy all like all year. If he was dropped, pick him up. Uh, and then just to round out my list, if you see that if you see these guys in your points league waiver, think about picking them up. Uh, Darius Garland, Aaron Holiday, uh, and Troy Brown Jr. Oh man, Troy Brown Jr. You have any thoughts on him, Starks? Yeah. I know that he's that he's one of your guys, and he's you know he's been killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's definitely been balling. Um, you know, obviously this comes on the heels of Bradley Bill being in sure. and out. Uh, we know about Rui Hachimura um, being out as well. We know about Thomas Bryant being out. Isaiah Thomas has been <laughs> inconsistent. Oh, so, I mean, the pizza guy. But, you know, yeah. that's this is what I expected from Troy Brown. Now, I know a lot of people were like, you know, the echo and the hype train was, you know, the Gary Payton II. All like, I'm going to put a lot of my fab out there. I was just like, you know, let's, you know, we just talked about Jordan McRae. And with Jordan McRae, I mean, he's been doing pretty good, right? And Troy mm-hmm. Brown, to me, was ultimately in front of those two because of the type of uh, value he can return. 
Now, I know LT is not the biggest fan of him, but I will pass you the ball, LT, real quick. What's your thoughts on Brown, you know, right now? Man, Trey Brown's playing well, man. I can't, I can't okay. deny what he's doing. Um, I just didn't like him in comparison to some of the others, uh, the other available players um, on uh, on Washington. But he's he's playing. He's putting in the work. Right. I can't deny numbers. And uh, look at these. I mean, I mean, these per average numbers in the last uh, like six or seven games are absolutely outlandish. Mm-hmm. Gary Payton. Gary Payton the second has literally dropped off. I don't know what. Sure. He went. He went. He had that hot game. People saw his name, and then he just yep. decided to exit stage left. So I don't. I don't know <laughs> what's going on with him. But you got to go with the production, right? McCray and Troy Brown are producing at a high clip, and with all these injuries and no real reason for the Wizards to bring people back quickly, you got to ride. Got to ride the echo, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. I'll pass you right back the ball, Jacob. On, on that in particular with the uh, I know you hit the top uh, players for the points. Actually, did you have anything else you wanted to say or was you good from there, man? Uh, on a points league, no, uh, but I wanted to touch up on some players that I put on okay. my waiver wire. Sure, mm. sure. Go ahead and touch up on Sweet. Those. Yeah, so um, Thaddeus Young, he's actually been dropped by a lot of teams lately just because uh, he's not starting anymore and Gafford's starting, but I don't think you cut bait yet. It's only, you know, he's had two down games off of his two crazy great games. So I would, I would hold fast just for at least one to two more games, just because the bulls need him. They need his defense. They need what he provides even off the bench. So, uh, pick him back up or hold him just for a few more games to see if he can get back to where he was once, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. went down initially. Um, and then we talked about Towns earlier, how frustrating it is. Uh, but in as Cat has been sidelined, Jarrett Culver is taking full advantage. Uh, boy, LT. <laughs> Culver's ice cream. Culver's ice cream, man. He's been firing away from all over the field. You know, like he's been shooting a lot, which usually has been a detriment to your field goal percentage just because he's been hucking up those shots, you know, but, um, but lately within the past few games, his field goal percentage has been over 50%. So it seems like he's cleaning that up. And along with that, he offers solid across the board stats. So uh, he's been great. Um, And then I'm actually going to pass the rock to LT on, on this guy right here. Uh, I want to know LT, are you waning off Sekou Duambuya just because of, a few not so great games, or do you think it's like you just need to keep riding this wave? Saku Domboya, you oh, gotta goodness. ride the wave on this guy, White yeah. Knight. You gotta ride the wave. The reason why you gotta ride the wave is because this team is gonna look a lot different. I feel like in the next couple of months. Right. So you don't want to. You don't. I mean, he's not doing the. He started off hot. He's had a couple games back. But you put him back on that waiver wire, especially in the deep format uh, dynasty. Someone's gonna, someone who doesn't have really any, you know, anything to give, can go ahead and take him off there and hold him and see what happens. You got to see what happens with this guy when that team makes the trades. They're sounding like they're gonna be making. Sound like they're gonna be moving players around, shifting. He could be getting these minutes for the rest of the season and he can continue to produce. So I like keeping him, especially in, in redraft formats. Mm-hmm. And then especially in dynasty formats, yeah. don't 
Rush, keep him on your squad. See what happens in the next couple of months. Be patient. Starks, I see, I see, I see your smile. I see that the villain grin. in the I see the grin, the villain in the glasses in parent, grin in parentheses. What's going on, man? <laughs> you know what? I am pleasantly surprised what you just said. And the reason oh, why wow. is okay. you know, it's it's not that you're I want to make sure this is clear. You're not a prisoner or a moment type of coach, but you're mm-hmm. a, a you're a coach that loves production right now, production. Mm. And typically you're not, from what I remember, you've, you've, you've been alternating your style over the years and it, it's a breath of fresh air. What's what I'm hearing coming out of your mouth is because <laughs> now, like I said, you're again, you're not going to quickly drop him. Right. But looking at his stats recently, you probably like, you know what? I'm going to probably look for someone that else is going to populate and do well better than him. Yeah. And honestly, I give you kudos for that because, uh, Suko Dumbuya, I would be holding on to him too, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a deeper redraft format. Now, if mm-hmm. you're in a ten man league, that I mean, honestly, you can cut bait on him. But sure. in a deeper format or in a dynasty format, yeah, I would hold on to him. And just like what you said, LT, the the makeup of that team is going to look different. We can assume that the next couple months, right? Because mm-hmm. what Blake Griffin, we see the situation with him. You know, the, the rumor mill with uh, Andre <laughs> Drummond. You know, it, it goes by who they would get potentially back. But I mean. Dumbuya is a potential upside swing, and he could. I mean, he's continuing to start, so we can expect better games to come. You know, with Mm -hmm. rookies or even younger cats, they're not going to be consistent, right? You know, Mm -hmm. look at what Devontae Graham is doing right now. Mm -hmm. He's starting to cool off a little bit, Mm -hmm. but he's still solid. That's what it is. I mean, we could go back, you know, behind the curtain, what, maybe like eight, ten, well, excuse me, ten years ago when, like, Damian Lillard was a rookie. He He was really hot. And he started pulling off, but he was still giving production. Now, I know that's not a comparison to those type of players, but rookies, you're going to get, or the younger players in particular, you're going to get inconsistencies. It's going to happen. So it's all about holding on and and holding your breath under the water because just like what LT said, you might be the person that drops him and you'll be full of regrets. Now, I'm going to go on ISO real quick because LT got me juicing the orange here and he's got me (laughs) revved up and rushing because, you know, in the industry, you know, I'm person a person that listens to this podcast thanks I'm just gonna go ahead and say I don't have my glasses on but I'll say it in a nice way you know it, it reminds me of Porzingis he was dropped in in a very it was it was an aggressive type of league where you wanted to make sure you have the best team available and Porzingis was a rookie that year right he wasn't playing in the summer league but someone was like you know I'm gonna cut bait on him but the thing is I, I swooped him up but the thing is like I look at the thing is here's here's a cheat code right if you're in a deep format, why not take the the small risk on a player that could potentially have a high ceiling? Mm-hmm. Everybody, even Stephen A. Smith was like, Persingis. He called him Persingis, right? Mm-hmm. He used to say his name right. Just like we say the name's wrong on the podcast. So sure. let me be fair. I, I do apologize. But to go on the, the ISO rate again on uh, Persingis, he was dropped by an expert. I picked him up just because of the what if, right? Mm-hmm. And although he didn't play in the summer league and he didn't get to show his his – his talent, the talent was there, right? Nice. He was drafted in the top five for a reason. Now, just because you was drafted in the NBA in the top five doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be roses and gold behind the curtain. We get that. There's going to be bust, but why not take the, the minimal risk? In that rookie year that Przingis played, oh my goodness, right? Mm-hmm. I remember, I'm sure we can all remember that he had a game with like six blocks. Yeah, so the guy was picking himself for dropping him, but that's, but it's going to happen. It's not to say I am perfect because I make fantasy mistakes just like the next GM. But that's just one of the things that LT, it, it really, 
uh, showed a glimmer of light that listeners got to understand Saku Dumbuya. I'm not saying he's going to be the next unicorn, but he could be a player that can give you that punch of the rest of the season. Uh, I'll pass you back the ball there, Jacob. That's solid guys. Absolutely. Um, so just to end um, on all of my thoughts for week 13, there's some, there's, there's uh, really quick. I just saw an updated on last seven days, uh, including yesterday, uh, who's in the top 25 is Dante DiVincenzo. If you look, if you look at his stats, the past, the past two games, he's averaged 24 minutes. He's shooting over 50%, um, six, six, three pointers made 28 points, six rebounds, three assists, six steals. He's, he's been playing great. Um, he, he was, he was facing the Kings and the Blazers. Um, but for this week, he actually showed <laughs> not the greatest defenses. I'm sorry, LT. Uh, it's okay. Oh, you're, you're, you're a hundred percent correct. Don't worry. You're not. <laughs> Thanks, man. You feel bad. <laughs> but for this week, before this game, after, after, uh, he, uh, I had him ranked number 14 on my list. He deserves to be a little bit higher after that game because he's getting consistent minutes. And his schedule, he actually faces the Knicks, which he should have a great game. Um, and then he faces the Celtics, the Nets, and the Bulls. So he actually has a solid schedule this week. So if you can find him, he, he's only 11% owned uh, in Yahoo, um, 6% owned in ESPN and 32% owned in fan tracks. And I'm sure that changed after last night's game. Uh, but he's someone to look for uh, on your waiver to stream this week with a great schedule. Uh, so uh, that and Jay Crowder has been balling. He should be owned everywhere, even if he goes through some ups and downs. He has the opportunity. And then Gorjao Jang, he should definitely be owned as Cats. Cat situations, super frustrating. <laughs> that's all. That's all I gotta say, brother. Gorgy, gorgy, dang. Gorgy, porgy. Gorgy, real quick. Go ahead, LT. I was going to say, just the fact that we're still talking about him and fantasy relevance in the new decade <laughs> right? is, is making my skin crawl, man. Seriously. <laughs> I agree. He was a sleeper like a decade ago. Yeah, was. well, he was he, yeah, he was uh, Kevin Love, right? It wasn't right. Kevin Love. Yeah, when <laughs> Kevin Love was... Yeah, it was always Gorgie Dang coming in behind Kevin Love when he was hurt. It's so, so silly. Anyways, go so, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real quick, just to, to touch base on top of that, Jacob... Good call on Dante DiVincenzo because, mm-hmm. listen, last week he's been averaging 2.3 steals. And, you know, they're finding ways to get him on the court. Yeah. So although he may not play the 28-plus minutes, you know, he's been hovering around with, see, the 22-ish this year. He got 24 minutes, uh, you know, last week. But, you know, you, you hold him on there as a role, a strong role player that's going to get you those defensive stats. So that's why his value is up, right? Because we put mm-hmm. a premium on steals here. It's important. So... Uh, good call out on that. So we'll go ahead and transition to uh, uh, unless there's anything else you got to say, Jacob, on your streams or waiver wires there, brother. Oh, man, I think. Well, hmm. I want to lastly ask you, Starks, Trevor Ariza okay. has been posting top six numbers. <laughs> do you do you uh, are you uh, how you say are you going for that bait? Or are you being like that? Nah? Oh, the, arista- the, the aristocrat. The Right. Listen, listen. You just, you just, <laughs> you depl- if you have them on your team, just deploy them. Like, just sure. deploy them while you have them, and then just drop them. I mean, I'm not going to get yeah. excited and, and try to buy them. 
Yeah, I just, you know, I think he was number 55 just because he has been having some good games. But Bagley is supposed to return tomorrow, and hopefully Holmes can come back. He's been taking advantage of those guys being gone. Uh, but if those guys return soon, he, yeah, he's definitely droppable in 30-man leagues. Yeah. All right. So uh, with that said, I will go ahead and get to the fourth quarter on the clutch shots. Uh, I won't give you guys the long uh, drawn out commercial. You guys understand and make sure you subscribe to everything that, you know, we mentioned. We appreciate you listeners. Um, Now the clutch shot I I will take is just a small, well, I'll try to go a little quicker on Donovan Mitchell, the dynasty outlook on him. (laughs) I'm going to say this to the listeners. I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm frustrated because I thought he would have the breakout year this year. I mean, he's playing better this year than he was last year. He's ranked 41 this year in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's scoring more points, uh, a little bit more rebounds, a little bit more assists. His steal rate has dropped, and that's why I am a little frustrated with. You know, I remember coming into the season, his rookie year, right, he was a, a 1.5 still average type of player. Right. And, I, you know, with the echo and hype train that came out that he was working on his steals, uh, you know, with Popovich, I think I forgot what type of team they were with the, uh, not the dream team, not the, I forgot what it was, but Popovich was kind of like uh, right. helping them out. And he was said he was going to get back to his roots in defense. I'm not saying he's not playing defense, but the steals don't translate to uh, the defensive stats here in fantasy. That's what kind of sucks here uh, at the 1.1 steals. I, it, like I said, it really bothers me, but that's still a good positive defensive stat in, in nine cat category leagues. But if I own him and I have him, I'm expecting at least 1.3 or 1.4. But to get off that tangent, he is shooting a little bit better this season. So that is a brighter, you know, outlook. Shooting 46% versus his uh, last year, 43%. Uh, He's shooting almost the same amount of shots. His usage rate has dropped a tad bit. That's okay. His free throw percentage has shot up a little bit. And here's another thing that's annoying to me. His free throw attempts, he's not taking – I mean, 4.7 is decent. Um, mm-hmm. But for me to be nitpicking on a player that I could, I consider that could have been a top 25 this season. Now, could he potentially still be a top 25 by the end of the season? Yeah, absolutely. But mm-hmm. by the looks of it, it doesn't appear to be that way. I expected him to be more aggressive to the, the cup or the basket, but he's not. I mean, he was averaging five last year. You know, I measure uh, some of the things that I measure with players to see if they, you know, get a little bit better, if they're going to be aggressive to get into the charity stripe, right? You know, one of the guys that I have to eat my crow on, I'm going to have to probably mention this on every podcast, and LT is going to probably feel good and laugh on the inside because I'm wrong on uh, Braden Ingram, right? I, I can't take it. <laughs> but he's getting he's getting to Same. the charity stripe. And every time I keep seeing Brandon Ingram stats, it just makes me sick because it's like I really missed out on the boat on him. And look what he's doing. He's doing a great job. He's earned it, right? And forgive me, Ingram, for calling you a scrub. I never called you a scrub in the NBA but I called you a scrub in fantasy and you're no longer have that tag on you. If there's a scrub, that is me. And I will accept that. Right. So getting back on Donovan Mitchell though, um, I, I'm, I'm frustrated as owner, but what I'm not frustrated with, if you're, if there's any glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel, this is what's important in fantasy nowadays. We could talk about statistics. We could talk about rankings all day, right? We could talk all about all about that. But what's the biggest component of them all is availability. That's right. And he's been available, right? For the most part of his career, he's been available and playing. You know, I understand the saying goes, you're an Iron Man until you're not. And I understand that people will mm. say, like, Towns all, look at Towns now. But 
let's just put it this way. If Minnesota was actually a good get, your team, let's put it in a real perspective. Do you think he would really be sitting out, right? So that's, like I said, there's so many things to look at behind the scenes, but Donovan Mitchell has been a player that's been on the court, and that's what you're going to respect. Now, although his ranking is not the best, 41% or 41 ADP is not bad, but that's not what I expected from him. But again, availability is probably the best ability to have. And he's been on the court. You know, we can look at Kyrie, right? He's finally coming back. We can look at him and be, you know, you know the risk that you're going to have. Uh, Luka Doncic, I'm, I'm not going to say, well, Luka Doncic has been excellent this season, but he's been, you know, a little, he had a little injury. Hopefully he's going to be good the rest of the season. I mean, the list could go on and on, but I can't really say Luka because he's been fine as far as injury, not too bad. But other players, I mean, we could go on and on and on, right? So, in a three to four year outlook on in the dynasty format, Donovan Mitchell, do I think he could be a top twenty five player? I I expect him to be, but I don't know. I I just want him to get more aggressive to get to the basket. You don't have to settle for jump shots all the time, right? Play a little bit more uh, in the passing lanes. Be a little bit more aggressive, and maybe that's not, he doesn't have to necessarily do it. He probably wants to just. I mean, just like Utah, they just want to do the best that they can to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would think he would play better when Conley's been in and out, right? So that's why that's another inkling that gets me a little upset of how he's doing this year. But um, overall, he's doing pretty good, but I expected better. Um, any thoughts on this, any side of there, gentlemen? No, that was that was great, man, about Mitchell. One thing I wanted to uh, say real quick is that um, his his three points from his rookie year to now, he's taking one less three per game. Um, so it, I don't know if he's being more aggressive and that's kind of, you know, stopping those three points. But I feel like if he if he gets his three points up, I think he'll be able to take that next step, mm-hmm. hit, hit get an average of maybe maybe three to four threes a game. Um, I think that would open up his game a lot more for people to not be so much on him as far as his uh, slashing abilities. But that's 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 pretty much it. Uh, uh, that's all I got. You got anything, White Knight? Mm, well said to you both. I mean. I would definitely try to buy low on him if there ever was a buy low window in Dynasty for sure, um, if you can. Because I I think the world of him and his game and like you, Starks, I always hold on to his rookie year where he just killed it. So, you know, I think he can get back to that. So I agree with everything you said there about him. All right. Wow. And actually, if we're, we're recording while the football game is going on. I don't know if anybody see it. So. Uh, I will say this. If you haven't watched a football game, cover your ears, listeners. But yeah. <laughs> this is my clutch shot. It'll be kind of two clutch shots. Texans just blocked the punt on Kansas City and scored a return a touchdown back. And uh, they're up. I wonder if this is going to be upset City just because the Boston Ravens. Uh, yeah, it's about to be 14-0. It's 13-0 right now. Oh, It's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Woo. So uh, for those wow. Ravens fans out there, I will say this. I'm sorry that uh, the Ravens lost. They, they got punched in the mouth yesterday. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it definitely happens. You know, in the NFL, the upsets really happen. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's what I got. And uh, I will happily say that I announced that uh, I think I'm officially a drummer now. So that's that right. is something that I, I love. I love the sound of drums. Um, I always have, but it's like, when am I going to actually do it? So. I'm officially kind of a drummer, so I still got a lot to work on, but uh, it's good to uh, hear the noise, and uh, I'll pass you the ball there, Jack, if you got a clutch shot, brother. That's awesome, brother. Drumming for the Lord. That's awesome. Amen. Thanks, man.
Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so a really quick clutch shot. I'm predicting that uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have almost 400 yards passing uh, just to get back into the game. You know, I, I can definitely see him doing that. So if he has a, if he has over 400 yards, that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest man down. And, course, you know, hmm. and you think they come back and win? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. think this, this is yeah, it's not over yet. too crazy. Right. Right. It's still mm-hmm. so early. I can definitely see the chiefs pulling this out like 31, 20, you know, like 34, 31, like, like it could be a high scoring game. Uh, we'll see though, man, man it should be, uh, should be a, a fun game to watch. Yeah. I, I thought I was thinking like Baltimore is going to come back, but they just, ne- they just, they just never was coming. They just never did. <laughs> True <laughs> that. Exactly. They just never did. Just, you got a clutch shot, brother. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, they, they, they just, yeah, they did not. I There's this hilarious <laughs> meme on the internet where uh, the guy, where uh-oh. it's like uh, Fred from Scooby-Doo and he's, <laughs> he, and he's caught. Have you seen it, Starks? No, I no, he's caught. He's that. caught. He's yeah. He's caught the guy. You know when they when Scooby Doo and they catch the guy at the end oh. and they figure out who he is. So it has Lamar Jackson's face on it. Uh, Lamar's <laughs> face on it. They take it off and it's what's the dude from the Buccaneers, man? Oh, um, James Winston. They, they, they oh, take James it off. Winston? They take oh. it off and it's James Winston. You can't do him like that, man. You can't do Lamar like that. Oh, wait a second. That's harsh, man. That is undeserved. Ugh. Oh, man. I lost it when I saw that, man. Oh, my God. You hate to see it. But yeah. my clutch, my clutch shot, I'm not even going <laughs> to talk about my Blazers, man. I'm not even going to utter how incredibly disgusting it's been to watch them play the last week or two. Just, I just, I just don't understand it. If I see Baysmore shoot another brick three, I'm going to lose it. Anyways, (laughs) on a real good note, Jason Tatum just dropped his career high of 41 points last night. And I just want to go ahead and raise a a glass to Jason Tatum. He has been playing great (laughs) this year. He's been playing great this year. And uh, I think he's really going under the radar um, because of how balanced the Celtics attack is. Um, But he is playing really great. He's been uh, pumping up the volume as Starks would say um, this year. And uh, his, his, uh, his teammate Jalen Brown has also been playing great this year Jeez, and that yeah. and and they're those two are one of the main reasons part of, with their defense of why they're doing so well this season so i just want to give a shout out to jason tatum we don't talk about him enough uh he just how yeah. great he's playing overall this year got that uh got that coaching from kobe and now he's ready to go mm-hmm. hey that's real man mm-hmm. so you get thanks for that breakdown yeah jason tatum he he wasn't a pump up the volume article too but yeah i have we haven't talked about him as much as we mm-hmm. should um, and he's been kind of going under the radar too. So, listeners, we love you so much. God bless. Uh, you can follow me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram. Give me a follow. Uh, ask me a question. I'll get to you at a prompt time. Uh, Jacob, where can they find you at there, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Ain't Done Yet. And done is spelled D U N N E. I'd love for you guys to follow me and ask me any questions. Uh, and really quick before I pass the ball to LT, if you guys want to check out my latest points league article uh on new life fantasy um mm-hmm. i give like my rest of season predictions and to inside that 
article has a link to my updated rest of season points league ranking. So if you guys want to see that and my thoughts on the rest of the season, uh, you guys should you you guys should give that a look. Yeah, that's definitely gold, man. Oh yeah, oh for sure. Okay. And uh, you, thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, and my Twitter, my Twitter handle may change here in the next twenty-four hours, but uh, for now, you see Sage Network X uh, and uh, that uh, Sage Network X for Twitter. Ask me any questions, anything you want to know. Just let me know, and uh, I love you guys. Mm. All right, and uh, listeners, I'm sorry we were kind of all over the place this episode. Uh, mm. We had some technical difficulties, so sorry. Hopefully, this <laughs> all good comes out right. Hopefully it comes out pretty well. So we love you again. God bless you. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon. Take a ride.